Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Wednesday, January 10th. We're looking at the midway grades for all 32 NHL teams, with Jets, Bruins, and Rangers leading the way, and delving into the numbers behind the Warriors' season with a focus on Draymond Green's on-and-off splits and Steph Curry's cool-down. Plus, Madrid has their eye on a deal for Alfonso Davies, and Chelsea's Kirby is speaking out on body image abuse. All this coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Sports Station. Please enjoy today's selection of sports news. We've reached the halfway point of the 2023-24 NHL season, and that means it's time to bring back the report cards. Some teams have lived up to expectations, like the defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights and the New York Rangers. But there have also been surprises, like the Philadelphia Flyers and Vancouver Canucks. Then we have teams like the Buffalo Sabres and Minnesota Wild who've had their challenges. Helena, our sports analyst, is here to break it down for us. Helena, what teams are getting passing grades at this point in the season? Well, Stephen, as you mentioned, the Vegas Golden Knights and the New York Rangers have been performing as expected. They've been consistent and have shown their prowess on the ice. On the other hand, the Philadelphia Flyers and Vancouver Canucks have been pleasant surprises this season, exceeding expectations and showing great potential. And what about the teams that are struggling, like the Buffalo Sabres and Minnesota Wild? Yes, the Sabres and the Wild have indeed had their challenges. They've struggled to find their footing this season, and it's reflected in their performance. They'll need to make some significant improvements in the second half of the season if they want to turn things around. Let's talk about individual players. Who's at the top of their class and who's in danger of falling behind? Well, the article doesn't mention specific players, but generally speaking, we've seen some standout performances from players on the teams that are doing well. Conversely, players on struggling teams are likely feeling the pressure and may be at risk of falling behind if they can't step up their game. Interesting. And how are the teams graded? Is it based on their performance compared to preseason predictions? That's correct, Stephen. Teams are graded based on their performance relative to preseason expectations. The grades are given by Ryan S. Clark for the Pacific and Central Division teams and Kristen Shilton for the Metropolitan and Atlantic Division teams. It's a comprehensive evaluation that takes into account not just wins and losses, but also the overall performance and progress of the teams. Well, it's certainly an exciting time in the NHL season, and we'll be watching closely to see how the rest of the season unfolds. Thanks for your insights, Helena. Now let's pivot to the NBA, where the Golden State Warriors, once on a five-game winning streak, have lost four of their past six games. They're heading into a meeting with the New Orleans Pelicans with a 17-19 record. Draymond Green is set to return, but Chris Paul is now sidelined due to a fracture in his left hand. Helena, our sports analyst, is here to delve deeper into this. Helena, what's happening with the Warriors? Steven, the Warriors are going through a rough patch. The absence of Chris Paul is a significant blow. He was instrumental in limiting Golden State's turnovers. The Warriors had a 13.2% turnover percentage while Paul was on the floor, compared to 15.9% when he wasn't. That's a difference between ranking in the top 10 and 29th in the NBA. 
That's a significant difference. Now, the Warriors have started 13 different lineups this season, including four different ones in the past six games. How much of an impact is this having? It's certainly not helping. The lack of continuity could be one reason for their struggles. Injuries and the suspension of Green have contributed to this. Even the core lineup of Curry, Green, Clay Thompson, Kevon Looney, and Andrew Wiggins has struggled. This season, it has a net efficiency of minus 9.8, a stark contrast to last season's plus 21.9. And what about their defensive efficiency? It's currently ranked 21st in the NBA, which is unusual for the Warriors under Steve Kerr's tenure. Yes, it's only the second time since Kerr's hiring in 2014 that Golden State has ranked in the bottom 10 in defensive efficiency. Green's return might have been expected to bolster the defense, but he's having his worst season defensively. Opponents are shooting 44.5% when Green is the contesting defender, his worst rate during the Kerr era. And yet, the Warriors' numbers with and without Green are eerily similar. They're 10-11 without Green and 7-8 with him. What's your take on this, Helena? It's an interesting situation, Stephen. The Warriors are outscoring opponents by just 1.9 points when Green plays, compared to being outscored by a point when he doesn't. They're also allowing only 4.7 points per game less when Green is in the lineup. It seems his impact isn't as significant as one might expect. Finally, let's talk about Stephen Curry. He's cooled off since Green's ejection against the Phoenix Suns on December 12th. His three-point shooting percentage has dropped from 43% to 35%. What's going on here? Well, Curry has been averaging 23.7 points per game on 41% shooting from the field. It's a noticeable drop, but it's important to remember that even the best players have their off periods. Curry is a seasoned player, and it's likely he'll bounce back soon. We'll certainly be watching to see how the Warriors navigate these challenges. Thanks for your insights, Helena. Now let's switch gears to football, where Real Madrid is reportedly keeping tabs on Alfonso Davies' contract situation at Bayern Munich, with the possibility of signing him this summer. Davies, a 23-year-old left back, is seen as a perfect fit for Carlo Ancelotti's side. Helena, our sports analyst, is here to discuss this further. Helena, what more can you tell us about this potential move? Well, Stephen, Davies' contract with Bayern Munich is set to expire in June 2025. This is a crucial factor for Real Madrid. They're only likely to make a move if Davies decides not to renew his contract and if Bayern Munich decides to make him available for transfer. Madrid has a good relationship with Bayern, and they don't want to interfere with the club's planning. They're looking to replicate the formula that saw midfielder Tony Cruz move to Madrid in 2014. So they're looking to avoid a situation similar to the one with David Alaba, where they waited until his contract expired before signing him as a free agent. Exactly, Stephen. Madrid wants to sign Davies this summer, as strengthening the left-back position is one of Coach Ancelotti's priorities. Ancelotti currently has Ferlin Mendy and Fran Garcia at his disposal for the position, but neither has been entirely convincing. In fact, ESPN reported that Madrid was open to letting Mendy go last summer. Davies has had an impressive run at Bayern. Would his potential move to Madrid attract interest from other clubs as well? Absolutely, Stephen. Davies is highly rated and his versatility, being able to play on both flanks and further forward, would be seen as an advantage by many clubs.
However, the most significant obstacle would be Bayern convincing Davies to renew his contract. Sources say that Davies is potentially interested in Madrid's sporting project, but he's also willing to hear Bayern's final renewal offer before making a decision. It seems like a lot hinges on Davies' decision. What's his current sentiment towards Bayern Munich? Davies is reportedly happy at Bayern and is grateful to the club, which took a chance on him when they signed him from Vancouver Whitecaps in 2018. If he chooses not to extend his contract and Bayern decides to sanction a summer 2024 move, Madrid believes that reaching an agreement with the player and Bayern would be straightforward given their relationship. It'll be interesting to see how this situation unfolds. Thanks for your insights, Helena. Now let's turn our attention to Chelsea and England midfielder Fran Kirby, who is taking a stand against body shaming and social media abuse. She's been candid about the challenges she and her teammates face, particularly in the context of women's football. Helena, can you give us more insight into Kirby's comments? Absolutely, Stephen. Kirby has spoken about the toxic fan criticism that comes with the growing profile of women's football. She emphasized that being a professional athlete doesn't mean conforming to a specific body shape. She's been on the receiving end of negative comments, particularly after coming back from injuries. It's quite alarming to hear that one in five players were targeted with online abuse during the 2023 Women's World Cup. What measures are being taken to address this? FIFA has been proactive in this regard, Stephen. Last month, they introduced a package of social media protection tools that hid nearly 117,000 comments. However, more than 150 players still received discriminatory, abusive, or threatening messages during the tournament in Australia and New Zealand. Kirby herself missed the World Cup due to a knee injury. How has she been coping with that disappointment? Kirby admitted that missing the World Cup was heartbreaking, but she was proud of her England teammates who reached the final. After her knee surgery, she decided not to let the disappointment affect her. She's since made a comeback, making eight appearances in the Women's Super League for Chelsea, who currently top the table. And what's next for Kirby? She's been with Chelsea since 2015 and has been a key player for them. Kirby's contract with Chelsea expires in six months, and there have been no conversations about a renewal yet. However, she's expressed her desire to continue playing football at a high level. She feels she has a lot to offer, whether that's at Chelsea or elsewhere. But it's clear that she has a deep affection for the club. It's certainly a situation to keep an eye on. Thanks for your insights, Helena. All right. That wraps up our stories for today, and we look forward to bringing you more updates tomorrow here on Current Radio.